Here we go, welcome to my Camino on a treadmill, day 42, I think. So we're following BK Lee. He is on his day nine. Somewhere between Azofra and Santa, Santo Domingo de la Calzada, or something like that. It's all misty over there. Still a bit bright here in Ireland, uh, coming heading towards sunset. Sunday evening. Sunday evening. Anyone know this song? Well, change the words a little. Sunday morning brings a dawning. Yes, correct. Velvet Underground. Ah. Yeah, some lovely guitar playing in that. I can kind of play half the solo. Gotta nail the whole thing though. Beautiful guitar playing. It sounds like a it sounds like they're playing like a Gibson E335 or whatever. That the um, you know semi-acoustic definitely has that vibe. But if I play my Telecaster on the um, what do you call it pickup? The neck pickup, isn't it? I have to think about that. Yeah, with a bit of turn the treble down, I can get something like that. Ah, oh, it's a lovely solo. And lovely rhythm guitar in it too. Quite simple, but beautiful. Such a sweet song, because not all of Velvet Underground is that sweet. And it's not sung by Nico, it's sung by Lou Reed. She's normally the one you associate with the sweet songs. So God, it's really misty here where BK is walking. Was it misty when I was in that area? Don't think so. And somewhere along here, I was hoping to meet Julia from Roma. And I thought I'd get ahead of her by leaving early, but never, uh, well, we'll see. There was some town I passed through, some city, and I went into a church. There was a funeral on, so they closed a lot of it off from peregrinos, pilgrims. So she could have overtaken me there, who knows? We'll never know, or will we? Stay tuned. What's this sound I hear? A car. Well, at least we're in sync again. We're back in sync. Back in sync, okay. So I was talking about the deer hunter yesterday. Um, grab my phone. Do I have much else to say about it? Yeah. Probably not. There's only so much you can say about a great film like that. You have to just experience it. It's, it's, it's good to have a chat about it with someone, but a monologue, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I think I've done my best. I tried to write about Wings of Desire, one of my all-time favorite films, a couple of times. I also attempted to make a, well, a promo for a documentary about it, but inspired by it, looking for angels in Berlin, but I I didn't know what I was doing, but that's okay. That's allowed sometimes. Strange experience I had. Actually, I was trying to write a piece about that, about the film and my experience for radio, and maybe I'll do it someday, but I just, sometimes I feel so close to something, I don't know how to write about it, and maybe I don't even want to, you know? The experience was interesting though. The failure to even make a promo, let alone a film, that's okay. But um, when we stopped filming, I was there with Dominic, cameraman. Uh, Dominic is based in Limerick, um, Polish gentleman. He's almost Irish at this stage, he's been here some time. Um, Someone just overtook us there. BK, catch up. Oh, it's interesting looking at it all misty looking now, you know, foggy. Just could be somewhere in Ireland, really. Just has such a different vibe. But 
Uh, the whole Camino was dreamlike to me, and sometimes I get that vibe here, even on the treadmill. Got my sad lamp on, you'd be glad to know. I gotta start calling it my happy lamp. That's what it is, really. And, uh, what else? What else? Where were we? Uh, Winds of Desire. So we stopped filming and then it was raining. I filmed a load of this rain through my hotel window on my phone. It just reminded me of Tarkovsky or something. Anyway, I overloaded the phone, I lost it. But and we filmed this choir singing in a lovely church. And that was kind of meant to link in with angels or something. I don't know what I was doing. But um, when we stopped filming, I was in this area. The, I told the story before, I think, where the um, Sony Center is in... Uh, What's that area called? It was sort of no man's land, wasn't it? Was something plants? Um, oh my God. Sorry, I've lost it. I'm pretty sure it features in Wings of Desire, but it's all flattened. And now the Sony Center is there where the hotel used to be that the final scene in Wings of Desire was shot. And they just have a portion of the wall of the hotel up behind glass or something as a monument to it. And then they have this shrine to capitalism. Oh, God. And, but the Sony Center, there's a kind of courtyard area with trees. This woman I met, I think she was Spanish. Well, I just, I didn't meet her, so she just was there holding up this little bird with a broken wing she had found on the ground by the tree and she was asking me what to do. Neither of us had, I didn't have Spanish, she didn't have English, neither of us had German, worth talking about. Very hard to communicate, but basically the gist of it was what do I do? She ended up leaving it there. It just seemed so symbolic at the end though, I don't know, the bird with the broken wing. Like, the film is all about angels falling to earth, becoming human. But even the name Wings of Desire, of course, in German, it's called um, uh, Der Himmel über Berlin, the sky over Berlin. So let me move the mic here. That's better. Okay. I'm quite melancholy today, don't I sound it anyway? Don't know if I feel it, but I sound it. I'm tired, I guess. I'm tired. It's misty on, on the screen here, the, the, in the Camino. And uh, maybe that's it. Did a bit, the writing's going well. Did a bit today, good bit yesterday. Want to do some more tonight in bed. That's the plan. Ran some errands for my folks today that always feels good. My mother's always apologizing to me, for to me for phoning me to bring her stuff. I'm like, it's okay. She really does not need to apologize. She has done so much for me. It's, it's nice to return the favor, even though sometimes I, I find it hard to make the time or to fit in the time, but it's largely I, due to time management. Partly due to me being busy, but just, yeah, time management isn't my forte, but uh, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. So, um, what else have I to say? I was listening to, I was talking to someone who's into ele electronic music. She knows a lot more about it than me, but we're talking about Orbital and Underworld. We'd be both like those. I was telling her about the Orb, Totally different to Orbital, but from England as well. So I was playing back Little Fluffy Clouds, one of their hits. 
YouTube today. I think I have a better quality version because it sounded a bit compressed. Mightn't have been a great upload, but it's a kind of beautiful song. Based on an interview with, who is it, with Laurie Anderson or someone? Like, someone with a name like that. She had a head cold at the time, it just made it sound better. But they just put, she's just talking about it growing up in Arizona and all the little fluffy clouds back then and when she grew up. They put it to music and it's just kind of beautiful. But yeah, I was saying to this woman, uh, Margaret, that I was talking to that um, electronic music, thinking in particular back to the last time I saw Orbital, only a couple of years ago in Galway at the Arts Festival. The combination of the electronic music and the amazing visuals that went with it, but it felt like a theatrical experience, like they take you on a journey. They take, you know, highs and lows, and it's just, it's, um, what's the word, cathartic. And electronic music, sometimes a gig like that, it's almost more like going to a symphony than, than say, guitar-based music, where it's all individual songs. Now, Orbital was individual songs. Oh, BK, manners. Orbital, it is individual songs, but they're quite long and they blend into each other and definitely feels more symphonic. I'm probably not using the word right, but, but it's, it's closer in a way to classical because, you know, guitar-based music, an awful lot of that has its roots in Americana, blues, country, folk, which is, oh, I love that tradition. I love twanging away on my Telecaster. <laughs> but, um, yeah, groups like Orbital, and I, I really don't know a lot of groups. Orbital and Underworld is really the main thing I know. Um, I would rate them closer to the classical tradition than the sort of rock and roll slash blues tradition. Feel free to disagree. I'm sure one, or at least one of my five listeners will have a different opinion. So, don't think of much more to say about the deer hunter today, but um, I've been thinking about Fleabag again. And I'm not sure I've talked much, if at all, about that here. That amazing TV series by Phoebe Waller-Bridge, uh, London-based. She started it as a one-woman play in Edinburgh. Then it was developed for BBC as a TV series. Became huge, won like BAFTAs and Emmys, I think. That's kind of when I heard about it. I came to it late. Got to see season one, season two. I've seen season one twice, season two once, and then luckily the play twice, which I've got to see in the cinema. She brought it back to the West End after the TV show became a hit and they filmed it. That's great that it's recorded. I have to say I'm all for cinematic uh, transmissions of plays and opera. And wonder after COVID, will there be more of that? But it's a great thing, like, it's great. I'm going to be watching a play. Well, it's not a live streaming, though. From the gate. What's it called? I touched my headphones there. I was afraid I'd pause the video. Um, there's something visitor, I don't know. That just reminds me of a Luke Kelly song, The Night Visitor. He sings it anyway, but I think it's an older song. Oh my God, what a song. I must awake now. I can no longer die. I must... Anyone know it? Na, 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 na. Oh, 
Oh my God. Woo, what a song. Just thinking about that woke me up. Simple enough chords, I think, but uh, to sing that now like Luke Kelly, forget about it, forget about it. In my dreams, in dreams, I walk, oh, with you. Yeah, now I'm trying to sing like Roy Orbison. Honestly, Luke Kelly, Roy Orbison, they are both up there in the stratosphere. And I dare to try and sing their songs. Elvis, of course, too. My father was just commenting the other day, you don't hear um, Frank Sinatra and the likes anymore on the radio. In Ireland, anyway. Buen Camino, we just passed somebody. I think he's right, actually. And I don't think you hear much Elvis anymore. Which is a shame. When I was a kid, you'd hear a lot of Elvis. And like, you know, he was pretty much before my time. He died when I was, I don't know, really young. In the 70s, right? And already his golden era was over, but oh, you'd hear a lot of him and Buddy Holly. I don't know if you hear them so much now. It's a shame. Don't worry, I'm not gonna try and sing like Elvis. You're asking how my country western song is coming along, or my country song? Not too well. What's it? Two cats, a treadmill, a sad lamp of me. Na 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 na. I gotta come up with a new melody because I'm stealing that from John Prine. Sam Stone came home to his wife and family. Okay, I'll stop singing. That's a great song, though. After serving in the conflict overseas. Oh, the chorus of it, though. Guy coming back from Nam with the drug habit. I mean, listen to the chorus, just the words. Okay, my singing will not do it justice. There's a hole in daddy's arm where all the money goes. That line alone, there's a hole in daddy's arm where all the money goes. Oh my God. Oh my God. I think that's the best line ever written. And Jesus Christ died for nothing. Well, I suppose. Oh my God. I don't understand the next line. Little children have big ears. Don't stop. No, it's not little children, is it? Little pictures have big ears. Oh, was that a TV? When Camino, someone overtook us. I think it's little pictures have big ears. I wonder, is that like a small TV with rabbit ears? Maybe I got the words wrong. Don't stop to count the years. Sweet songs never last so long. Broken radios. What a song. What a song. Oh, I am just completely humbled in the face of John Prine's genius, but also his, the beauty of his spirit. Seriously, I don't use those kind of phrases that much. So if you're Irish, you probably listening to that with a heavy dose of a heavy pinch of irony. God bless you. And God bless the tradition of Irish irony and sarcasm and negativity. Should we be lost without it? But seriously, John Prine, amazing man. I hear people talking and laughing. What are they saying? They're not speaking English, are they? Let's have a listen. Shh. No. Korean, I think. Gamsa Hamnida. Okay. So, how come BK has like 10,000 followers and I've hardly any? What's that about? Oh. Now he's saying, he's answering my question. I'm not telling you what he's saying, it's not good. 
not good. Let's get my fan up here too. Hi. He's joking about me. Oh, BK, stop laughing at me. He's saying, oh, James thinks he can get as many listeners as me. Good luck with that. Oh, that was mean. That was mean. There was no call for that, BK. There was no call for that. So, got thinking about Fleabag because my friend Aaron. In, uh, oh, what's he saying now? He's saying, oh, he's talking about Fleabag now. What a dunce. What an idiot he's saying. He's so hard on me. Anyway. He's saying, let's hope he doesn't start singing again. That's what he really was saying. Um, so Erin, whom I've mentioned before, she revisited Fleabag because she'd watched season one. Oh my God, BK. Suddenly he's talking. Hey, I'm talking here. I'm talking here. So... She revisited season two and said, why did I stop watching it? And she's going to go back to season one. I plan on watching season two again because I've only seen it once. I think I'll start tonight. Once I get a bit of writing done. Da -da -da -da. Dun -dun. Better, better. Oops. I hit the mic. Oh yeah, Pink Panther. You know, I've never seen a Pink Panther movie for some reason. Not sort of by willful choice. It's just probably apathetic laziness. That's my usual reason for not doing things. Ah, Peter Sellers. Being there comes to mind. What a great film. Man, I've read the book too. I think I might prefer the film. There's one or two scenes in the book that are, one in particular, it's quite explicit, doesn't make the film. But I think Peter Sellers just owned that role. Hal Ashby, or Ashby, the director, right? Great director. Also made Harold and Maud, if I'm correct. I'm telling you, they don't make him like that anymore. They simply don't. I remember seeing being there on RTE years ago. Was it one of those late, just after the Late Late Show films? Probably. I was quite young. I was like, what is this? Peter Sellers playing Chauncey Gardner's character. Was a gardener in the house. The owner dies and he just wanders the streets. But all he ever did before that was watch TV. So he's got a remote control and people are shouting at him. He's trying to turn them off. He ends up in the care of a rich old man. He ends up making out with his wife as well. And then ends up, by the end, it looks like he could be the next president of America. And everything he says is just really simple, but it's misinterpreted as profound. He's talking about in the spring, the gardens will grow. And they're like, oh yes, this is really deep. And he ends up, the last shot, he walks on water. I think that's in the poster as well, isn't it? With the capital in the distance, I think. Um, gotta watch that again. Man, screw the new stuff, you know? Honestly, screw it all. I just want to watch stuff from, well, 70s Hollywood or European cinema, excluding the kind of bourgeois French crap. <laughs> Listen to me, I don't even know what I mean by that. I don't know, it's just, you know. No, lots of great French films, like the New Wave and stuff. But it's just the stuff where they're all rich violin players or something, I'm like, eh. Maybe, maybe not. What makes violin players more interesting? Of course, I'm thinking, Encore en Yves, that was one with it. Was he a violin player or a violin maker? Oh, I who cares, huh? Right? Yeah. You got it. Who cares? I think I mentioned my friend Anthony yesterday, but I never finished the story. I was thinking about that today. Oh, I must finish it, but I can't remember what the story was. Something about Anthony. No, it's gone. 
It's gone. So, uh, not even halfway through and I'm struggling. Let's go down to 4.5. I've hit my weekly heart points anyway, so let's chill out a bit. What can I say about Fleabag? Just watch it, it's amazing. Phoebe Waller-Bridge, extraordinary script, performances all round, including hers, and the style of it too. All these pieces to camera she does, breaking the fourth wall as they call it, just works so well. This one bit she gets on the back of a motorbike, smiles at us and drive before it, guy drives off into the distance and it just, she's wearing some sort of old-fashioned helmet. It reminds me so much of a French movie. Like, I'm not saying the specific one, but it just has that vibe. Is that a crucifix or, oh, it's a sign. I can't read it because the sad lamp is glaring me in the eyes. Probably shouldn't have the sad lamp on at this time. Oh, I think I need the, I don't know, vitamin D or whatever, or the, just the, I don't think it has vitamin D. It just psychologically makes you feel happy or something. So they say, I'm happy enough these days. I'm like, you know that Anthony Hopkins quote that I've talked about here? I accept everything and I expect nothing. I can't say I succeed at that all the time. Sometimes by default, I'm just doing that and it's great. And I'm happy. Sometimes, oh, are we out of sync again? Because suddenly I hear walking and BK has stopped. If we are, it's something to do with sample rates gone awry, I dare say. I'm, I don't approve, I'm not happy with the situation, but what can you do? I can't control everything. Um, where was I? I was talking about... I got put off by that now. Fleabag. Just extraordinary. I remember the first episode I saw. Actually, I saw one episode, like, randomly on TV that was like halfway through or something. It's not the way to watch it, you know, but then I ended up watching it all from start to finish. Like each season is like a mini feature film. So, um, yeah, I'm going to start episode season two tonight. You know why? Because the reason, you know why I'm excited? Because episode one of season two, which revolves almost totally, if not totally around it, it is, it's all set in a restaurant at an awkward family meal. <laughs> and where we first meet Andrew Scott, the, the hot priest, as I call him, the hot Irish priest. And he's great, he's drinking too much. And he's like, uh, oh, what does he say, though? He says something about, oh, yeah, my brother was a pedophile. I know, ironic, right? Oh, I'm, I'm not selling it well. There's a lot more to the show than that, I tell you. You know, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, she talked to a monk before doing it, and the way she treats religion in it is, like, respectful. It's not like what I might expect from if some sort of Irish production where it would just pull the mickey. It's respectful. He ends up having to choose between God and her, and they don't make fun of that. <laughs> Imagine that. I know, crazy, right? We're obviously more sophisticated than, than her. We would make fun of it, I dare say. Anyway. Onwards, Christian soldiers. Eh? Eh? What, what? Um, I think I had a few funny things lined up to say, but of course I've forgotten them. I think today I was going to be really amusing, and yet here I am being absolutely droll and boring, eh? What? Oh, fuck it. I nearly said the bad F word. See? Even when I try, I can't. No, I don't. I'm just marking them all as explicit from now on, though, because I can't really keep track, beeping things out. It's too much work. This, you know, is not my main focus. 
Camino, but it might make a good book in the end. We'll see. Either way, you can get an exercise, shedding pounds, at least in theory. And uh, that's an interesting experiment for me, at least. Whatever about for you, my lovely listeners. God, I feel I have nothing to say about Fleabag. What can I say? Just watch it, you know. She's going to be in... Is she in the next Bond? Didn't she help write it? Oh, she's in the next... Um, that's it. Uh, Indiana Jones. Look forward to that. I hope she... Um, I don't mind her doing a show with big movies and making money, but... Yeah. hope she does some other good stuff. I'm sure, why wouldn't she? Her own stuff. Um, uh, just thought of the Muppets movies there, the last two. God, I love them. Love them. And the Paddington movies. How do I go from Fleabag to Muppets to Paddington? Strangely enough, in my imagination, that's not that hard. Why? Because they're all amazing. So there. Huh? They are, though. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, what's going on in my life? I mean, it's just the same every day, right? Pretty much in lockdown. I think I can travel within Galway, but I've nowhere to go. Uh, I'm going to be, so yeah, I'm going to be watching a virtual play on Thursday. And, uh, but it's not live streaming, which I would prefer, but I think they filmed it in a really interesting 360 degree way inside the Gate Theatre in Dublin. And I like their artistic director, she's interesting. I forgot her name the last time I was here, and Selena Cartmel, I believe, is her name. So, looking forward to this. Play by Frank McGuinness. I've seen at least, I've seen two of his plays. One was Observe the Sons of Ulster Marching Towards the Somme, which I really liked. Then there was another about Brian Keenan, well, loosely based on Brian Keenan, uh, was it Terry McCarthy or, you know, the hostages in Beirut? Inspired by that, at least. I like that, too. This one has got Stephen Ray in it. That's all I remember. Is it the visiting hour or something? But it's about his daughter visiting him in a nursing home, I think. Am I right? Written and made during COVID. So, apposite for the times, as we might say. I like that word, opposite. Don't really hear it much in common discourse. People would say appropriate instead, but opposite sounds nicer, I think, doesn't it? Opposite. Some words you read more than you hear. That's probably one of them. Some words I read and then I go to say them. I'm like, I'm not even sure how they're pronounced. Don't ask me for an example. Well, febrile, but it's febrile, isn't it? But I used to say febrile. How embarrassing. I know someone who used to say Kirka instead of Circa. I believe he's since corrected his ways, atoned for his sins. Circa. Kirka. You say potato, I say potato. No, you say tomato, I say tomato. That's the one, isn't it? I, uh, I see, said the blind man, but he couldn't see at all. I hear, said the deaf man, something, something, something. Water, water everywhere, but none that I can drink. Ah, yeah, it's all coming back to me. I remember once I was in hospital. I'd taken some stuff I shouldn't have taken. Not specifically illegal, but just a concoction. I'm kind of off my head in hospital. But while I was in there, I'd kind of come down, but I was just 
in a weird space. I was in this ward. An old man died while I was in there, and they took him out in a metal case on wheels. But Camino, I think we're out of sync now. Um, hold on. No, we're not out of sync. Okay. Buen Camino, Buen Camino, Buen Camino. So, uh, that was weird. You could call it a coffin, but it was really a metal case on wheels. They took him out silently in the middle of the night. I'm here, I'm not going to say tripping out of my head, but just in a weird space. Like, ugh. But there was a guy, was it him? earlier in the night or the day, reciting a poem he learned in school. And it was like, I think it's one I learned. I wish I had a little something, a dresser or something. I don't know. It's funny, that can happen. People can forget things and then in old age when they're senile, suddenly the whole poem can come back to them. The mind and the memory is a fascinating thing. Like I said yesterday, someone said to me about images. Say if you watch violent or pornographic images or disturbing images, they go into your head, into your imagination, and they they don't they don't come out. I mean, possibly they could get wiped if brain cells die, or I'm not sure memory reorders itself, but I'm not sure if they do. I just like that concept that he said, or well, I found it interesting and disturbing. But that's how I am nowadays with violent movies. If they're violent with no uh, meaning, I just, nah, not into it. Not for me. Next, now Tarantino will be dismayed by that, but I'm sure he can cope without my, my eyeballs. I did watch his last one. I've talked about it before. Smashing women's head into mantelpiece. Nah, not my idea of entertainment. Especially when it's... It's worse when it's cartoonish. I know they say, oh, it doesn't matter, it's just cartoon, yeah. If violence is shown in a real context, God, the deer hunter, the Russian roulette scenes when the guys are in the cages underneath and they can hear it. And one of the guys, Steve, played by John Savage, wasn't it? he's freaking out down below. He's just mentally broken by it. That was horrific, but there was a meaning to it. It was about the horror of war, you know. I found that really hard to watch, though, but I still prefer that to mindless violence. Absolutely. So, I've got about 24 minutes to go here. Oh, I had great plans to do two or three Caminos today. Oh, well. Don't matter. It don't matter no more. I was looking up quotes from Scarface today. Don't think I've seen all of that either. I don't think I've ever seen. I've just seen bits of them. I was looking up quotes to put into my book. One of the guys, he's talking about, hey, you need the money, the De Niro. He puts in some quotes from Scarface. First you get the money, then you get the power, then you get the women. Something like that. Pacino. I tell you, watch The Deer Hunter. Meryl Streep and Robert De Niro, both of whom I believe studied under Stella Adler. So what, the joy of watching them in a scene together. Wow. And you know what? They're understated. They don't try and hog the scene or steal it from each other because they're real actors. It's amazing to watch. Amazing. Buen Camino. Buen Camino. Buen Camino. So here we go. Um, I'll get down to 4.2 kilometers an hour. Da 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 Buen Camino Buen Camino Buen Camino Okay, enough of that. So, uh, 
Where was I? Where am I? Where are we all? Where? Why are we here? Ooh, deep. Asking all the deep questions, eh? What, what? So what have we got in the right? Some sort of building, monolith, and big electric pylon-y thingies to the left. You can tell I'm a writer. So uh, I am really, yeah, I'm going down to four kilometers an hour because I'm running on empty today. Da 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 Fleabag, deer hunter, orbital little fluffy clouds, the orb. Yeah. I have nothing left to say on any of those topics. Other than watch, listen, learn, enjoy. Thank you. Over and out. So my brain feels foggy like the fog here in wherever we are, between Azofra and Santo Domingo de la Calzada. This day, on this day, X number of years ago, not that many years ago, I walked 45 kilometers. Crazy. How did I feel at the end? Fine, except for I had chafing. Where did I have it? You're thinking in my groin area. No. You're thinking on my... Where else would you get it? You can get it on your nipples. No. Got it on my butt cheeks. On my bottom. My B.O.T. Tom. Mm-hmm. My body. My body. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. On mine arse. Yes. Yeah. Chafing on mine arse. Oh, man. I tell you, the zinc ointment was applied liberally that night. And the next morning, right as rain, Jimmy Finland set off to continue his Camino. Oh, yeah. Mine arse was very sore that day. So, industrial something or other to the right. A building with the kind of front that reminds me of the old cinemas, but it's definitely not a cinema. Oh, I think my phone alarm is going again. Oh, missed call from Brian Fleming. Ah, I'll be calling you back, Brian. I was calling him to talk about writing earlier. Talented writer, performer, drummer, you name it. Nice guy on top of it, to boot. So, uh, yeah. <sighs> 17 minutes left or so. Let's get some water into me. Okay, I'll put the incline up to two because I'm bored. Oops, I hit the mic. So yeah, we're not meeting many people here along the way. Oh, speak of the devil, I think there's one or two up ahead. See, this kind of environment isn't inspiring. It looks semi... Mixture rural and industrial. Big, you know those big pylons? And, uh, yeah, not a touristy area. For me, that's part of the appeal of the Camino. It's real Spain. You're just walking through... You hit some beautiful spots along the way, but a lot of places in between that aren't always as beautiful, but they're real. And definitely parts that have been hit by economic downturn. We're overtaking someone, we're taking pole position. Buen Camino! I heard a dog barking. All these wooden crates to the right, probably full of, uh, what's that word? I was gonna say drugs, but um, starts with C. I'm losing my vocabulary. You know when you're smuggling stuff, con a contraband, I dare say. Yeah, cocaine, I, I imagine. We'll never know. Maybe after this podcast, they'll go and search them. I'll be hailed as a hero. This will become a true crime podcast. Um, I'm, o I'm open to that. I'm open to all offers. As I said, I'm up for hate listens, like listens, you name it. Not fussy, keep them coming. 
I have nothing to say about what I'm looking at, other than big boxes of cocaine to the right, trees to the left, hazy, foggy sky in front of us, loud noise. That's it. That's... I couldn't have summed it up better. Okay. Oh, and here's some sort of conveyor belt where the, I guess they load up the cocaine. Okay. Don't know, somehow I just remembered Beverly Hills Cop 2 that involved smuggling cocaine into LA or something. Hidden in coffee beans, if I'm right. You learn so much from these films. That's how I became a successful cocaine smuggler. Oops! I'll have to wipe that bit out after. So I got to buy my treadmill, my house, and my two cats. Oh, yeah. Living the dream, baby. You better believe it. Uh huh. Well, you can tell a well a woman by the way she wears her hair. That's from some ad for Well Eye products years ago. Or the one for Pepsi. Hey, Eddie, how come you're such a big hit with the Goyles? Well, you can. Based on Greece, of course. Pepsi Cola, ooh, Pepsi Cola. Pepsi Cola, ooh, Pepsi Cola. Anyway, anywho, moving on swiftly. I just want this to be over. You and me both, right, baby? Right, baby? Uh huh. Yep. Next. Next episode. Stay tuned. Will I meet Julia? You have to keep listening to find out. That's the deal, brother. It's all right. Yeah. I, uh, oh, it's right. My phone light is on. Oh, my God. The, um, hmm. the flashlight was on. So, uh, just bear with me. Bear with me. Uh, nearly over. Pepsi Cola. Ooh, Pepsi Cola. 14 minutes to go. We can do this. I need your help, though. Yeah, we're just coming into some weird-looking town. <laughs> don't tell them I said that. I just don't even know how to describe it. I want to see my... Hold on. Brightness needs to be up full. Okay. Oh, my God, that's a lot better. <laughs> my brightness was down on the phone, no wonder. No wonder. I mean, I still can't describe it, but at least I can see it. It's like cars and stuff and weird looking, just weird looking, I don't know, industrial type buildings on the left and right, but not like overly industrial. <laughs> really, and a yellow house somewhere on the right. That's, I'm really struggling to describe it. Which doesn't uh, bode well for my writing career, but there you go. That's not my strongest point, that's for sure. Describing scenes, setting the scene, but hey, I'll have time to go back and fix that, you know. It's harder to do it on the fly here. Ugh. I mean, I'm even des describing places I've been at, at the moment in the novel. And yeah, struggling a little, that's all right. It's all about the characters anyway, so they say. Hola. Hola. Buen Camino! Oh, and the image dissolved, and we are now somewhere else. Looks pretty much the same, though. Cars, weird-looking buildings. A cross between rural and industrial. Sort of stuff going on. What's he up to? What are you up to, BK? Jeez, would you get a handle on yourself? Yes. Whatever you up to. So he's struggling to... I don't know, he's probably putting his rucksack on, I dare say. Uh, normal service will be resumed presently. All I want to do is finish. I put my, I put my incline down to one. I'm just found on high. He's, okay, he's picking up his sticks and he's off. Yeah, a couple of times I left towns without my sticks. I'd walk a couple of kilometers and then I'd go, oh no, I have to walk back and get them. Yep. All part of the fun. 
I can't believe I completed it, considering how hard I'm struggling to do this. An hour a day. I'm not even making that. Like, there you go. Oops. Anyway. Ah, I'm doing it. Just like the novel, I'm doing it. What's the novel called, you ask? I don't know anymore. I had a working title, it's definitely not that anymore. I'm not even gonna go into what it is. I'll figure that out later. Da -da -da -da. I'm having fun with Galway in it. I'm being a bit hard maybe on Galway, but I think you have to be hard in your hometown. That's, I don't want to write twee no nostalgia propaganda. So, so there, imagine that. So yeah, we're just in this weird industrial, it's not even the word, what would you call it? Warehouses and uh, it's just kind of grotty. And, uh, some of these areas I smelt something like rotting fish or something. I don't, I don't know. But this is definitely not touristy. See, some people go, they fly over and they do all the nice bits and then they get a bus to skip the not so nice bits. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's so <laughs> bourgeois. That's the word of, of the day. I'm using that a lot these days. It is really so missing the point. But there you go. That's rich people for you, eh? I don't have to be rich to do that, but, but it helps. <laughs> it just misses the point. That's, that's approaching it like a tourist, not like a pilgrim. In my humble, well, not so humble, opinion, way. Okay. So, yeah. Glad I got one more Camino under my belt today. Did not feel like doing it, wanted to lie down. And, uh, but now I have to do this and write, then sleep, then work. <sighs> Life is so like the Camino, it just goes on and on and on. The drudgery of it all. But the writing actually, when it works, can be mm, not quite exhilarating, maybe a little at times, but I think, I think the next pass might be. I think it has to be at some stage a little exhilarating. Well, coupled with massive quantities of self-doubt, of course. A healthy mix of self-doubt and wild arrogance. That's what you need. Yeah, I got both in spades, so I should be just fine. Uh-huh. Well, I don't think this is the town with the cathedral, although maybe it is the outskirts of it. find out, says you. Oh, we will, to be sure. So I don't know, was that an Irish accent or an Indian accent? I really don't know what's going to come out of my mouth from second to second, which is uh, an unfortunate tendency. I'm not saying I have Tourette's, but maybe some long distant cousin of it. So, hey, shooting your mouth off, eh? You come in here shooting your mouth off, eh? Show some respect, and what's the matter with you? What's the matter with you? There's a De Niro line for more than one movie. Hey, what's the matter with you? What's the matter with you? Huh? In Goodfellas, he says it about 20 times. You know, to one of the guys who spends all the money from the robbery on fur coats and cars and stuff. He's there slapping them on the face. Hey, what's the matter with you? What's the matter with you? As Jimmy Conway, I'm telling you, De Niro at his best, he's really, he can be so understated. It's beautiful. Oh, that takes goods. No, it just takes talent and intelligence, actually. That's what it takes. Hem and Streep in Deer Hunter. Wow. Amazing. That's all I have to say on that. I'm going to have to revisit it to figure out is the Christopher Walken character gay? And as far as I can see, 
There's only one hint, and it's that look he gives De Niro. But I looked at it again yesterday after watching the whole thing, and I'm like, that's, I think he is. And De Niro isn't. No, De Niro's brotherly love. Anyway, I guess really good films, these things are up for discussion. Someone, my friend Kiron was talking about people explaining, you know, these mad science fiction films and saying, oh, what the ending means exactly. And of course, if it's really kind of deep and metaphorical, the meaning is open to interpretation and that makes it interesting. So, just, I couldn't find anyone saying that Walken was gay. I found someone saying, yeah, the whole thing is a love story between, a gay love story between Walken and De Niro, but it's a love story between De Niro and his brothers, but it's brotherly love. And the only, yeah, someone, John Casale calls De Niro gay, but no. Yeah, Walken, if anyone in it, who plays Nick. That's my take. Answers on the postcard, please. <laughs> so yeah, I'm looking forward to, I'm gonna, that's an inspiration to do my writing now tonight so that I can watch, start watching season two of Fleabag again. And then actually tomorrow I'll be watching episode nine of Decalogue. Hello, Buen Camino. Hola. Speaking English. Oh, no. Staying, Bed. Where are you staying? Maybe three. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. They don't understand each other. Oh. Okay. And onwards. Hey, maybe she was interested in you, BK. Go on back. Chat her up. He's more sensible than me. Okay. <sighs> Onwards. Getting near the end, thankfully. Four minutes, not even. I can do this. We can do this together. Me, you, BK, come on. We can do this. Going down to zero incline. <sighs> Thank you for listening along. Today was a bit of a struggle for me, but there you go. We'll have days like this, as Van Morrison says. Oh, my mother told me there'd be days like this. Oh, yeah. Tune in tomorrow, where you'll find out, do I meet Julia from Roma along the way? I know you're dying to find out. For all you know, we could be married now with kids, 2.5 kids and a dog and a cat. Well and two cats, and a treadmill. Stay tuned to find out. You won't want to miss this whenever it's revealed. You will not want to miss it, trust me. So, uh, I will have earned another Camino ring by the time I've done this, that's for sure. It is interesting revisiting it though, and just the images of it, you know? and walking through it. It's way different to just looking at it. I guess I'm walking through it and talking about it. And I just can't describe this place. It's buildings to the right, the kind of orangey, browny, like a shop, maybe apartments above it or something. Just not inspiring in any way, but just a marbly kind of wall there. Okay, it's getting a bit more, it's a lot more urban. Men sitting on a bench, chatting with the walking sticks. Um, a lot of closed down places by the looks of it. And run down. Reminds me of Bruce Springsteen's song, My Hometown. Hola. Hola. My hometown. It's my hometown. It's my home. Mm -hmm. Then coming back to my hometown, to my hometown, 
my hometown. The sound is better than that. I'm not doing it justice, believe it or not. You're going, wow, you were knocking it out of the park, man. Man, that was awesome, dude. Yeah, I know, but Bruce does it better, trust me. No, no, seriously, really. No, no, I don't want to get in a fight about this. Bruce does it better, okay? Yeah, Let, let's leave it at that, okay? Thank you. Yeah, thanks for the compliment, but let's park it. Okay, so here we are. Coming near the end. Oops, I hit the mic again. Oh, yes, 33 seconds to go. Oh, I might just quit now. No, I won't. I shall continue. So, cars, pavement, little lawn with trees on the right. Orangey, browny, rusty walls with little backs of houses with orangey roofs. What can I say? I'm a master of description. Uh, eight seconds, seven, six, five. Where am I? Four, three, two, one, zero. Okay. Uh, Buen Camino. God bless. See you on the other side.